The Pelicans now have four wins after beating the Washington Wizards. Have they finally found the right five starting players for them, or at least kind of like a core four? And we're going to take a look at tonight's game against the Utah Jazz and tomorrow's game as well. It's the Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving if you're here in the United States or wherever you were celebrating. And I cannot thank you enough for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms and YouTube as well. Five days a week, no paywall or anything like that. And in a long season, you're seeing people podcast less about the Pels, writing less about the Pels, but we're covering it every single day right here on Locked on Pelicans. Please make sure Locked on Pelicans is your first listen every single day. And look, it's kind of exciting. Pelicans got to win their fourth. Yes, that might not seem like a lot, but they had a very strong game against the Washington Wizards Wednesday night. We'll talk about that one. And have they finally find the right starting five guys? I think they really might have at least a core four, and I'll explain in the second part of today's show, at least until Zion Williamson comes back. And then we'll preview the back-to-back set against the Utah Jazz in the third segment of today's show and get you set for the weekend. So Wednesday night, which is secretly, like quietly, a pretty fun night in the NBA with most teams playing, and you get some kind of silliness and wonkiness with players know and they're getting maybe some days off after this one or they're going to have Thanksgiving and they just kind of want to get to that. But I don't think there was anything kind of weird about the Pelicans beating the Washington Wizards 127-102, a game where the Pelicans led pretty much the whole the entire way through. They didn't had as big of a lead as 31 throughout all of this. We saw them build up a big lead just a week or so ago on the road against the Wizards. They were just unable to hold it down in the fourth quarter and eventually lost that game. But we knew they were capable of kind of taking it to this team. And Willie Green once again made changes to the starting lineup. And again, we'll talk more about this in the next segment of today's show because I think this is the right five guys. Devontae Graham returning from his foot injury. Josh Hart. You have Herb Jones at the three. Brandon Ingram four-ish. And then Jonas Valanciunas at the five. And those starters really did an excellent job in this game, kind of pacing New Orleans, getting out to a big lead. And they came out and just dropped some points and defended against the Washington Wizards and you knew that this was going to be a bit of a different game. They were up 9-2 to two before you got to that first time out of that first quarter and look New Orleans had a 72-50 to 50 lead in this one. They looked like a very different team than the team that's mailed in a couple of games this year. Maybe it was just getting the starters kind of set potentially. Maybe it was getting Devontae Graham back but they looked like a different team and they were led by Brandon Ingram 26 points from him on the night. He was 9 of 15 from the field. That's 60%. And in Wednesday's show, we talked about it. He's been a little off since returning from injury. Maybe there was still some hip uh, injury there. Maybe it was lingering, something along those lines. It didn't look like it in this game. And he got back to doing what we know Brandon Ingram is capable of doing. And that's being an absolute killer in the mid-range. He was 5 of 9 from mid-range in this one. And when that shot's falling, it just opens everything up so much more. Yes, he's getting to the rim a little bit more this season, but he's not a guy that's going 
going to live at the basket. He likes that mid-range jumper. He's good at that mid-range jumper. And when that mid-range jumper is falling, it's just kind of what he does. And I think it shows, you know, this game shows that maybe those past six games where he's been off from mid-range, more more of an aberration than him kind of regressing to what those kind of normal numbers are for a player to do that. And because you didn't have Nikhil in the starting lineup, and we'll talk about that again more in the next segment, you had Valanciunas play a big heavy role in the offense. 21 points from him, 11 boards, 4 assists as well, and he was 7 of 18. He, his three-point shot wasn't falling. It's not a great shooting percentage, but you want to see him taking close to as many shots as Brandon Ingram right now. Too many times we've seen the starting lineup shuffled and he's almost not sure if he should be kind of the focal point and other players aren't going to make him a focal point, but he was in this one. He managed to score his points with that. You have Josh Hart who just gives maximum effort all the time. He's out there 16 points. You have Devontae Graham kind of getting his feet back under him after a couple of games missed due to injury. He scored 12. And then off the bench, you had Nikhil putting in 12 points. Billy Hernan Gomez, who's replaced Jackson Hayes in the rotation entirely, also chip in 13 to keep the bench basically even with the Washington Wizards. This was not one of those games where New Orleans came out and they were flat and they were in a hole early on. Like we saw in previous games, the Indiana Pacers one is a really good example of it as well. Um, The Clippers game is also a pretty good example of that at times when they were not playing as well as they could to start. So they come out and they play exactly how they should and kind of set the tone, not just for the starters, but the rest of the team. And the game kind of went that way. And they took advantage, right? They played better defense than you've seen. And a lot of that was Herb Jones starring again, getting into that starting lineup and playing against the top tier guys in the NBA. He's really, really good at it. He's one of the better one-on-one defenders, I think, in the NBA right now. And you saw Bradley Beal score 23 points for the Wizards, but no one else really did much of anything, particularly the starters. Contavious Caldwell Pope, just nine points. Kyle Kuzma, just seven points. You also see Brandon Ingram against him kind of want to prove a point against him. And they just limited those guys. There was nothing that they could really do, and it forced a ton of turnovers. Kuzma had four in this. Bradley Beal had three. Spencer Dinwiddie had three. They were turning the ball over, having empty possessions, and New Orleans playing a more efficient style of basketball with good players not named Tomas Sadoransky or Garrett Temple in the starting lineup really took advantage of that. I think that's a really, really important thing and a little bit underrated for what New Orleans has done so far this year. They have not gotten off to great first quarters and now you have to spend all that energy and effort trying to dig yourself out of a hole. You see it happen so many times, right? Like, look, if you go to the Clippers, look at their game against the uh, Dallas Mavericks on Tuesday night of this week. They came back, scored 10 points in the final minute and a half, whereas the Clip- it was like an 11-1 to run. They overcame a 10-point deficit and then scored one point to tie it up, and then it goes to overtime, and they score one point because they're just exhausted. They had tired legs, and the legs were done after just trying to mount that comeback. If you can stay even with a team and you're not having to try a little bit harder than them over the course of the game, it helps you late in situations, and you don't need to worry about that. So getting off to fast starts, important start, you know, good starts, I think is really important for a Pelicans team that doesn't really have a ton of margin for error. So with that said, do the Pelicans have the right starting five, or at least four of them? Let's take a look at that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by betonline.ag. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We know what that means. It's football. I watched all three of the NFL games yesterday, including the Saints. I plan on watching some college today. I'm going to watch a ton more college tomorrow. 
And nothing goes better than football, Thanksgiving, turkey, and leftovers than sports betting. I'm going to be on my phone laying down my wagers on the couch the entirety of the weekend. And Bet Online has you covered, they have me covered as well, all holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all of the sports action this Thanksgiving weekend. So head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED ON. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON and you're going to get free money. It's like you've already won a bet and all you did was sign up and make a deposit. And there's tons of games to bet on. There's props, there's over-unders, there's player props, whatever it might be. If you want to get in on the action, no better way to do that than bet online. And look, it's not just football this weekend, right? You've got pro and college hoops. You've got NHL, boxing, UFC. They even have your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season over at betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, they're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving Day weekend. All right, thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week for you all. You want to go other places? Paywall. You go to another place, they actually don't have anything up there right now. Five days a week, right here, wherever you get your podcast and available on YouTube. And now check out for your second listen, the Locked on Saints podcast. Ross Jackson doing an amazing job of covering everything black and gold after the game against the Buffalo Bills. All right, so we just talked about the big game against the Washington Wizards. The Pelicans finally getting their just fourth win of the year and doing it in impressive fashion. And their starters were good. The starters were really, really good in this one. Devontae Graham, Josh Hart, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas. I like that starting five. I at least like the kind of core four guys there, which to me is Valanciunas at center, Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, who should absolutely be in the starting lineup even as a rookie, and Josh Hart. There is shooting there. From Josh Hart, who's having a really good offensive year from Brandon Ingram and even Valanchunas. You have defense with Herb Jones out there. You have enough rebounding with a guy like Josh Hart, who's just tenacious every single time. And when you look at that core four guys that I just mentioned, they have a net rating of 11.7, an offensive rating of 105.6, and a defensive rating of 93.9, so 94. An offensive, uh, a net rating of 11.7. For the Pelicans, that's incredible. It's in limited minutes. A lot of guys have been in and out, so it's tough to really see if this is a significant enough sample size, but at least it's a starting point, right? And then it's kind of pick the guard that you think makes the most sense for this team. And you know what? It probably is the guy that head coach Willie Green went with in Devontae Graham. He's a shooter. He's got some speed where he can get downhill and try and score, even though he doesn't finish the rim whatsoever. But it's en- he's enough of an offensive threat. He's not scared to shoot off the dribble, and he's okay in that sort of situation. It's probably the right guy there. You're, you're kind of lacking some true ball handlers in that. But Devontae Graham has enough of it. Brandon Ingram has enough of it. And you've seen Valanciunas improve as a passer. So until Zion Williamson comes back, I think this is the starting five that they need to do. It also moves Nikhil Alexander-Walker to the bench, which honestly is probably where he needs to be. The guy is an inefficient scorer. There's no other way to get around it, right? Like, he's an inefficient scorer. He had a decent enough game against the Washington Wizards, but on the season, he's a guy that's scoring 14.5 points per game on 14 shot attempts. That's not good, and when you put him in the starting lineup and he's taking more shots than a guy like Valanciunas is, you're essentially wasting possessions with the starters because of that. 
You want Valanciunas taking more shots because he's going to score in a more efficient way and therefore make the most of each possession than Nikhil Alexander-Walker is going to do. So if Nikhil's going out and having a bad game shooting, it means your other best players aren't taking those shots. For every shot that he's taking when he's out there with the starters, it means Brandon Ingram isn't taking one. It means Devontae Graham isn't taking one. It means Valanciunas isn't taking one. You can't have that. You can have him do that, though, with the bench unit, right? If he takes a shot, it means a guy like Garrett Temple isn't. Or maybe Kyra Lewis Jr. isn't taking one. Or any of the other guys that they're throwing out there isn't. And you know what? None of those guys are particularly great offensively or consistent offensively. No matter what, I'd probably rather have Nikhil taking a shot than Garrett Temple or Sadoransky. So letting him run with the second unit and kind of being the focal point of that where he can chuck more, essentially, right, I think is a fine situation to be in. You're not expecting to necessarily win some of those bench unit minutes, but you don't want him actively hurting the starters. The Pelicans getting down 10 after a first quarter is just too much for this team to come out of and fight back from. And when you put Nikhil in there, it's kind of what's happening because he just isn't an efficient score whatsoever. He has explosions for points, but it's too up and down on a game-to-game basis. So I want the starters to go out and absolutely set the tone and play better. And Willie Green said this after the Washington Wizards game, saying, quote, the starters, they set the tone. They came out right away. It was a, and it was a great defensive game plan, but they came out and they executed. You need your five best guys to... One, set the tone as Willie Green says, score some points and at least keep you close. If you're getting down 15 points in the first half because your starters are getting run out because you're starting Garrett Temple and freaking Tomas Sadoransky, it's not going to work. I don't care that if they're trying to kind of balance the bench, right? Maybe keep Devontae Graham on there, whoever else out there to try and score later. If your starters don't do it, it all adds up to the same thing and it's you losing. So the Pelicans starting their best five, which I believe is this unit, And the numbers kind of show it, right? Those core four guys, I think, are perfect. You have defense. You know, and I think you can also run a guy like Devontae Graham with those four guys because even though he's a negative defender and undersized, you have Herb Jones, who is so good and so smart defensively and beating people to their spots and around screens and picks and things like that, that it's going to be okay because you have a guy that can kind of make up for some of that. Valanciunas is doing what he can. Brandon Ingram definitely looks more engaged on the defensive side of the ball. And it's a good mixture of what you want offensively. There's enough rebounding in there. It's the right starting five. There shouldn't be any more tinkering. Play those guys. Let Nikhil and, to a lesser extent, Billy Hernan Gomez run with the second unit and get their points that way and just try and pace those units. But stop getting into bad holes. You've seen it against the Timberwolves was a really great example, right? You put in, you started Temple and Sadoransky, and then immediately the Pelicans went down. And then you had those guys come out of the game, and you had a guy like Kyra Lewis Jr. out there and Nikhil playing with starters, and things got better. Run with these five guys that I think are exactly who you want and stop putting in negative players for the sake of balancing whatever. If you need to be top heavy, you need to be top heavy, but you need your starters to not get run off the court on a nightly basis. I think they found it. I definitely think the right starting lineup till Zion comes back. And this is something that that I'd love to see Willie Green continue with for at least a little bit, right? Until it proves maybe it's not working. And that is, again, Devontae Graham, Josh Hart, Herb Jones, Brandon Ingram, and Jonas Valanciunas. And you'll probably see that this weekend against the Utah Jazz. And let's talk about these two games, a back-to-back set in Utah, coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. But before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the most wonderful time of the year, Black Friday. 
And Built is going all out to make this Black Friday weekend the most delicious Black Friday that has ever been in the history of all of the Black Fridays. They've got new limited time flavors, new types of bars, and a winter wonderland of a deal. So you want high-end deliciousness at a discount? Those fancy delicious protein bars that are actually going to be even cheaper than they already are? All through Black Friday weekend, we get at least 20% off anything and everything at Built.com. And all you need to do is use promo code LOCK20. That's 5% more than they've ever had before using our promo code. So if you've ever wanted to try Built Bars, this is the time. And they've got new limited time flavors. They've got ruby chocolate puffs, marshmallowy on the inside. They're light, they're airy, covered in a unique chocolate, ruby chocolate. This has never been done with a Built Bar before. There's dark chocolate, there's white chocolate, and now ruby chocolate joins the Built Bar Club. And ruby chocolate has a beautiful rose color, kind of perfect for the holidays, right? And it's an actual type of chocolate that has a bit of a berry taste to it. It's unique, it's delicious, it's also healthy for you. Or what about the lemon dip? cheesecake puffs. I love the puffs bars. They're light, they're airy. I've eaten some protein bars that are like dense. You're biting into it and it's almost hurting your teeth. You don't need to worry about that with any of the puff bars over at Built. Lemon, uh, and if you love lemon cheesecake, you're going to love the lemon dip cheesecake puffs. They also have the Built Crave Bar. These things are absolutely delicious and they're basically candy bars and you can get Built Crave for free when you buy any box of Built Bars through Sunday. So they've finally done it. It's a candy bar that's a great alternative to those candy bars that claim to satisfy you. These actually do with 160 calories and 17 grams of protein. Show me a candy bar that comes even close to that. So you don't need to fight any crowds. You don't need to elbow your way into stores. All you need to do is go to built.com and get 20% off built bars and two free crave bars when you use promo code locked on. Plus you can get 60% off built broth and built boost and 40% off built swag. Again, just use promo code lock 20 over at built.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day here Monday through Friday for y'all, no matter what city I'm in, in state, I guess, too. We're breaking it all down, uh, talking about everything with this Pelicans team in route to Zion's return and seeing if they can maybe start to right the ship and get into the play-in tournament. And for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints with host Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold when it comes to New Orleans sports. All right, the Pelicans have two games this weekend, a back-to-back set against the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz, who, no surprise, pretty good. They're 12-6, and six, third in the Western Conference going into this. But New Orleans has played them pretty well, I think, the past couple of seasons. And it really comes down to Brandon Ingram. He tends to have a bit of a duel at times with Rudy Gobert. And this comes to kind of the way the, the, the Jazz are built, right, defensively. Rudy Gobert is the ultimate rim protector, one of like probably the best in the history of the NBA that we've seen. What they want to do is run you off that three-point line and funnel you right into him because he is going to make you miss. What does that mean is going to be open? Not the three-point line, not the rim. Mid-range, right? Brandon Ingram's specialty. So if this Wizards game where he got kind of off that mid-range skid that he had been on and is starting to drain shots from there, he's going to have those available in this game. He can elevate over everyone. He can make those shots. Utah allows not a ton of threes. They only allow 32 and a half while also, by the way, taking 42.3 per game. That's a lot. So New Orleans is still going to need to shoot from three and you can't rely on the mid range over these two games because it's going to be a math thing at a certain point. They're going to make threes. You're going to make twos. They pull away because of the discrepancy between those two things. But if you can try and get some of that mid range going to make them maybe back off you thinking that you're going to drive and it's going to give you a little bit more room to take a three pointer. That's how New Orleans is going to need to do this. They don't take a ton of threes. 
They're bottom in, one of the bottom teams in the league when it comes to that. But you're going to need to absolutely rip more threes if you can get that mid-range going to try and generate some offense against a Jazz defense that, you know, it's the Jazz, they're Rudy Gobert. They're really good and they have the sixth best defense in the league. I also want to see New Orleans really try and take advantage of something they did well against the Washington Wizards too, and that was getting to the free throw line. New Orleans hasn't done that a ton this year, but you saw him get to line 32 times against the Washington Wizards. You have a big in Valanciunas who can make those shots. So you also want him to try and play a little bit of bully ball against Rudy Gobert and see if you can force Rudy Gobert into any kind of foul trouble to maybe limit some of the minutes that he might have. May not work, but I think you've absolutely got to try it. You're a 12-point underdog, according to betonline.ag, going into this first game. That's a lot. You, you kind of are playing a little bit with house money. You don't really have a ton to lose because of that. So try and kind of take advantage of that and play a little bit more aggressive because of it. And also, and New Orleans did a good job against the Washington Wizards. They didn't turn the ball over. Don't turn the ball over against the Utah Jazz. Their defense might be great, but they're not a very good team at forcing turnovers. So don't do it to yourself. Those unforced errors, bad pass that goes out of bounds, right? Travels, things like that. You got to play really smart basketball. It seems like they've got the right starting five since we just talked about it and they did well against the Washington Wizards. If those group, if that group can continue that level of play, I think New Orleans can be competitive enough in this series. And I'll be curious to see if any adjustments get made from Friday to Saturday. Does Willie Green look at the film and go, oh, okay, we do need to take more threes. We're going to draw up more threes. Does that mean you're going to see a guy like Trey Murphy get more minutes with the second unit? Does it mean Nikhil with that second unit is going to have the green light to bomb away from three? What are they going to kind of do there? And then keep an eye on Valanciunas from three, right? Rudy Gobert is going to be in the paint. He's not going to come out and defend any of these guys on the perimeter because there's no one that scares you enough out there on the perimeter. But Valanciunas should be open for three for that then. I'd give him a big green light to shoot. We've seen that he can do it on volume. Five of nine against the Clippers. Those are really, really good numbers. I trust him to shoot that shot. And it's funny, when I was thinking about things that I was thankful for yesterday, very thankful that I was... Pretty wrong on Valanciunas. I didn't think he was going to have this kind of impact on the team, though I was also expecting him to play next to Zion, so I'm thankful that I was wrong about that. Thankful I was wrong about Herb Jones as well, who's been great. So I'm looking forward to watching these two games, kind of more chess matchy, almost like a little mini playoff series with two games back-to-back. So let's see Willie Green earn his money making some adjustments from one game to the other. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, make sure Locked On Pelicans is your first listen every single day. We'll be back on Monday, breaking down these two games, what the Pelicans need to do to tread water until you get Zion Williamson back, and then how are things going to look different? And now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You're watching a ton of football? Go listen to Locked On Bets. Get the winning plays. Go make some money. They've been on an absolute heater recently. And if you're not tuning in, you're leaving money on the table. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all on Monday.